Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the English with Grace podcast. This is a centralized hub for students, teachers, and English language learners to practice their English and listen to the differing opinions of other English speakers. The content and focus of this podcast will vary, and my goal is to introduce listeners to a variety of perspectives, backgrounds, and experiences as we discuss topics that are also presented in my English with Grace conversation classes. So I'm very excited to have you here. I hope you enjoy this discussion and of course like and subscribe if you like it and I look forward to seeing you in some of our upcoming conversation classes. Okay welcome back everybody to another episode of the English with Grace podcast. Today I have invited Dewen to discuss learning English with us um, and first I'm going to let Dewen introduce herself and uh, discuss. Dewen can you tell us name, um, pronouns you use, and then what's your cultural background and upbringing? Okay, um, thank you for inviting me for this broadcast recording. Um, yes, uh, so my name is Duan and uh, I go by Judy as well. Mm -hmm. And then I prefer to use she or her as my pronouns. Um, I was born in the east coast of China. Um, I was always living by the sea. Um, can I can I just say I'm a sea girl? I like I like yeah. seafood and love to see views. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yes. Okay. Um, and I'm a Chinese, of course. Um, but my parents, um, the parents of my parents, my grandparents yep. were used to be Koreans, so oh, we were okay. from the from their generations they immigrated to china and then um i was born in china so i'll be um i'll be saying i am a chinese and a korean okay chinese korean yeah yes uh, but both sets of grandparents your mom's side and your dad's side are both from yes. korea ah okay mm -hmm. Dwayne, i didn't know that ah <laughs> uh, yeah this is for i'm learning new. learning something new <laughs> okay good anything else i interrupted you a little bit um yeah i think that that'll be it yeah okay great um and then duen how do you know me <laughs> oh that's gonna be a long story but i'm gonna keep it short <laughs> okay <laughs> i've known grace for for like three years or two <laughs> two to three years but we we've only met like several times yeah um it's um it's weird but um um, Grace is my boss. I'm the assistant of um of her workshop or um some classes for Chinese English learners. Mm -hmm. Um, yes. Um, that's great. How? Yeah. Yeah. I uh I always tell my friends it's really interesting because they're like, "Wait, you have an assistant? Yep, and she does a great job. I don't ever have to meet with her. <laughs> we hardly ever have a meeting. <laughs> so." Uh, yes, I love our story. And I think COVID um, has made that interesting because it feels like it hasn't been that long, but it has already been close to three years. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So anyway, uh, those of you who are students for English with Grace, you know Duen well. If you live in China, she helps with um, all of our classes and making the announcements and getting the podcast uploaded. So we wouldn't be here without you. 
Oh, <laughs> thank All you right. for saying that. Yeah, of course. Okay, and today we're going to talk about learning English, specifically with your background, so learning English from a Chinese perspective. And my first question for you, Duen, is it common to learn English in China? And at what age do people usually start learning? Um, yes, definitely yes to this question. It's really common um, to learn English in China. And I would say um, my generation, friends around me, classmates around me, they all um, learn English from a really young age for mm -hmm. like from six years old. Um, when people start to go to elementary school, they have English as a subject, just like Chinese or math. Um, so that's when they start. Yep. And it's really common to learn English in China. It's really popular. Yeah, I um, a lot of people already know this, but I lived in China for a summer. I taught in Wuhan and I was amazed at how many people I didn't have to learn any Chinese, which is unfortunate and definitely a privilege if you learn English as your native language. But I was amazed at how many people knew enough English that I could get by without learning the language. So when, uh, Duane, did you start learning? When did you start learning English? Um, just like my, just like my peers, I start to learn English when I start to go to um, primary school around five years old. Mm -hmm. Yes, and you could tell your English is phenomenal. And I've told you. Oh, that. thank you. <laughs> yeah, and Dwayne, you lived in the U.S. for a little bit. Um. Yes, for like three years. Yeah. Where were you at in the United States for my people who live here? Uh, um. When I was going to college, I was staying in Colorado, Fort mm -hmm. Collins. If you if you know this town, it's a yeah. really beautiful and quiet town. I love it there. Yes. They have great mountains to um have <laughs> camping, so climb on it. It's really mm -hmm. good. For sure. And then yes, and then when I go to graduate school, I moved to Baltimore, Maryland. Right. Okay. For like so you, year. Fort Collins, Colorado, and Baltimore, Maryland. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. Did you prefer Colorado? <laughs> You can tell from my response. <laughs> I, I got a little, uh, yes, I could tell a little bit that you might have liked Colorado more. Yes, Baltimore is like, yeah, it's more like city, mm -hmm. but um, I'm not really used to living in there. It's really different from um, Colorado. Yeah. Yes, I would just say it's different. Okay, maybe next time um, I'll have you come back and we can talk about the differences, but we'll stick to learning English today. Okay, sure. <laughs> okay. And my next question for you, um, what would you say, or in your opinion, what are the three most common mistakes that Chinese learners make? Or you can say the three most difficult things about learning English, in your opinion? Um, okay. Um, I, I don't think I can um, speak for all of Chinese English learners, but yep. just um, from my humble opinion or... <laughs> Um, like two years teaching English for um Chinese kids. Mm -hmm. Um, I for me personally, I would say is to try to find appropriate words. Um, mm -hmm. when I try to deliver something really. Um, for example, um, I sometimes I kind of, uh, feel it hard to find an proper adjectives or verbs oh, okay. to describe something that is happening or how does it how does it look 
-hmm. um, for example, uh, when you're walking down the street and you're trying to find someone you you've never met, you just know his or her name. Mm -hmm. um, I can only say something like she's tall. Um, she has brown hair. Uh -huh. um, she's a girl. <laughs> she wears skirts. Uh -huh. um, yeah, it's, for me, it's tr it's kind of make it more. Um, even for now, I can't really find a proper words to describe it. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Okay, so descriptions. Yes, yes. But then um, I'm wondering, when you say it's hard to find the proper words, is it because you're translating literally from Chinese to English? Or you mean you just can't think of the word you want to say? Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, I don't think when I was speaking, I don't think I'm translating, but it's just... Mm -hmm. Um, no words pop up in my head in okay. English. Okay. Yeah. But do they pop up for you in Chinese? No. Okay. So it's also in Chinese you, you struggle with this. Um, yes. But when I was speaking English, uh -huh. um, I don't really think of Chinese. Yeah. Right. Which yeah, you shouldn't. The goal is to be thinking in English. I get what you're saying. Yes. And, and I think that is exactly the, um, one of the most um difficulties when people learn english as well absolutely. it's really hard to learn to think in english it's absolutely yes it's there's some cultural differences um yeah. among the thought that people have and yeah um I, I i also think um learning to think in english is really fundamental mm -hmm. um when you're trying to um learn the language yeah for sure and it's hard too was it easier for you to do that when you were living in the U.S. and completely immersed? Um, yes, yes, definitely. Yeah. Yes. I wish I had yeah, like a. Go, oh, go ahead. But when, go ahead. I, yeah, but when I was living in the U.S., I, um, it's, um, yes, I do have more exposure to mm -hmm. practice speaking with, uh, the native speakers, but mm -hmm. at the same time. Um, the more chances I got, the um, the more I realized that it's really hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was like encouraging but discouraging at the same time. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I understand. But I think that this is not just from Chinese to English. Like when I was learning Spanish, I really struggled at first not translating literally. And I don't know when that switch flips and you're able to just think in, yes, in yes. the other language um have you had dreams in english have you experienced that yet no okay, oh. That... oh that's gonna be really advanced <laughs> that for me was when i i thought oh okay so my brain is processing because i was having dreams and i was speaking in spanish and this was when i lived in spain though but it um there's oh. a moment where you're just able to start thinking in the language and that is such a good feeling <laughs> oh yeah. i can tell from your facial expressions <laughs> good oh before i get that point it, it mm -hmm. must um take a lot of time and practice i yeah. imagine yeah definitely um okay so besides finding the words and thinking in english like not translating literally are there any other ones common mistakes you've noticed or any difficulties you want to share um um for a lot of my students they um they have difficulties in trying to understand grammar 
use. Oh yeah. Especially the the tense.、Mm -hmm. Um, there are how many tenses in English? There's so many different tenses, and、right. it's it's some some tenses are really hard to um tell the difference. Um, and when I was teaching it, me myself can't really tell them. Oh, you have to use this tense instead of that.、Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, and how many tenses do you have in Chinese?、Um, do you know? Three. I am a Chinese, but I think there are <laughs> only three tenses. Okay, that's、If、okay. I got it wrong. Please I, forgive me. You know what we can do is a quick Google.、Um, but to answer your question, there are twelve tenses in English. We're not going to name them all because I hate grammar. <laughs>、um, <laughs> and, and, unless I'm mistaken, but let me look up really quick. Uh, how many tenses in Chinese? Chinese has no verb conjugation. I did know that, which is crazy.、Oh. This isn't popping up. It's saying the nine Chinese verb tenses. You nine. Know what? Okay. <laughs> I don't know if it's nine though. I I've heard this before, Duan. That um, my students who speak Chinese as their native language really struggle with past, present, future. The tenses, like you mentioned, because in Chinese, don't you just use a word to distinguish what day it was and if it was in the past, the present, or the future? Yes, yes, exactly.、Um, it's really easy to tell.、Uh, When are you exactly talking about?、Okay. You don't have to like、um, listen really carefully to try to catch <laughs> the、um, the minor difference of、uh, uh -huh. the cha changing forms of the verbs. Yeah. I think that's so fascinating. And once you learn that, as an English teacher, I just felt like I understood my Chinese students so much more, because you see what mistakes they make often, and then you understand why they're making those mistakes. Yeah, yeah I love、wonderful. that. Yeah. Okay.、Um, and then anything else before I move on to the next question、mm. that you thought about? Um, I'm looking at the、um, questions you wrote、um, mm -hmm. and sent it to me. Before、um, I see the the last line quote,、um, idiom expressions.、Um, as a English learner, at、um, me myself, yeah,、um, I don't really use idioms. I don't really know how to use them. Yeah, so that's your third. That would be your third one. And I was going to、yeah. ask you about this because in English. Especially if you start paying attention to this, we speak in idioms all the time. All、yeah. the time.、Um, is would you say Chinese is more literal, or do you have、uh, Chinese idioms as well? Have you noticed?、Mm, Chinese idioms,、oh. like something that you can't translate literally.、Mm, I can think of. One right now, but、yeah. we do use 成语 If you ever heard about this word, um, it's it's one 成语 is made up made of four um Chinese characters, and only using four Chinese characters that can express like one sentence.、Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if 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 it can be an idiom, but it's a unique. Um, Chinese way to、um, express. Okay, but maybe more difficult for someone learning Chinese. Yes, as another language. Okay,、mm -hmm. no, I I'm thinking about like、um, 
the expression when pigs fly. <laughs> so if I say, yeah, I'll come visit you when pigs fly, which means never because pigs don't fly. Oh, okay. And you don't translate that literally, right? You can't say that in Chinese. It doesn't have meaning. Yes. Um, you would just have to say, I'm not coming to visit you. <laughs> right, right. Um, if you translate into um, Chinese, I think people can understand, but it's weird. Right, right. Yeah. So the meaning is uh, mm-hmm. kind of lost. Okay, yeah. yeah so um, just to recap, so finding the proper words or appropriate words when you're describing someone or something. Yeah. The second one was the tenses, all of the different yes. tenses in English. And then the third one is idiomatic expressions mm-hmm. that we use all the time. <laughs> yes. Okay, good. Those are good to know. And I do try to bring up idioms in class around whatever topic we're discussing. Or mm-hmm. luckily, my students will ask me if I do say something that's an idiom. And then I have one more question for you before we do a quote or idiom. Okay. Uh, Duane, what has been the most helpful for you to learn English? And that can be um, a resource or an experience. What comes to mind? Um, the first thing that came into my mind is that um, if I cannot speak English, I definitely can't go to the U.S. to <laughs> study. And that experience is... Um, it's one of the most precious experience of my life till mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. I really cherish that three years when I was living in the U.S. I met a lot of people who um, can only communicate with English. There are many yeah. international students. The common language is English. Um, um, that would be the most important um, thing. Yeah. For you. Too. Oh, so that was like your motivation to learn and keep learning. Yes, yes, okay. exactly. Okay. Yeah. Um, and this skill helps me to get my job. Yeah. To work. Yeah, to work as a teacher at an international school. You have to be fluent in speaking English. Yeah. Um yeah. And that's a really practical um benefits and mm-hmm. and also um uh when you i think when you learn a new language you kind of like open another gate to another country or to not to another culture yeah. um yes uh, no matter you're uh watching the tv shows or reading books um or even just talking or um hearing somebody uh speaking to you um you have to know the language yeah and then you'll get the all the knowledge and yeah. um all the new things that you can learn yeah your world becomes so much bigger yes and it's, it's so wonderful mm-hmm. yeah that's how i felt when i learned spanish i was like wow and now i can move to all these different countries and meet so many more people than i would have if i would have um just learned english so i'm a huge advocate for language learning <laughs> me too <laughs> have you heard the uh i really love this quote have you heard um monolingualism is a curable disease <laughs> it's a really oh it's kind of hard to understand but like mono, uh, do you know what monolingual is what does it mean yeah monolingual so if you're multilingual you speak more than one language and then if you're monolingual 
you only speak one language. Oh, okay. Now I see. So if you say monolingualism, mm -hmm. it's a hard word to say, is a curable disease. It means you can learn another language at any time and fix it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like a baby who's going to um, learn any languages that, yeah. that she or he wants. Yeah, exactly. And then they'll be multilingual. Mm, yeah. yeah. Good. Okay. That, that can be our one of our quotes for today. Duane, I didn't put this on my list of questions, but I do have one more just because I think you are a very valuable resource. Do you have recommendations for people who are learning English? Did you use any specific apps or um, movies, music, any recommendations to help them? Um, okay, of course. Um, when I when I was when I was going to college, um, even when I was studying in the U.S., I uh, when I was trying to memorize all these words, you have, yeah, I think it's you have to memorize the words first to, mm -hmm. um, so that you you can be able to understand what people are saying, and then you can correct yourself uh, what what is coming wrong or, mm -hmm. um, so I was using this um. 不背单词. I think Chinese learners will know this. It's okay. a really helpful um, app to help Chinese learners to uh, memorize words. Oh, okay, definitely great. recommend that. Okay. Um, you can download uh, download it on the phone mm -hmm. or apps uh, mm -hmm. or iPads. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. And and also, I've I've watched Friends for for four times <laughs> one to ten seasons uh my students in china i think like friends more than my students in the u.s it's insane how many people have seen friends oh we all love so them. popular and yeah. what is the other one young sheldon is that right yeah yeah and then uh how i met no not how i met your mother um the big bang theory uh, Big Bang Theory. Yeah, mm -hmm. Big Bang Theory, Friends, and Young Sheldon. I've heard about so much from my Chinese students. But you never heard heard about those TV shows in the U.S.? Oh, no, no, of course I have. Sorry, they're very popular here as well. I was just surprised at oh. how popular they were in China. Like, more so than other countries I've taught in. Oh. oh. Yes. No, they're popular here. Friends, I've seen it about ten times. <laughs> We're well, all big fans of Friends. Duane, I'll bring you back. We can do an episode about Friends. <laughs> you should see her face. Now so she's excited. Yeah. <laughs> we should have started with that. Okay, mm -hmm. that's great. Um, okay, and then you've made it to the end, Duane. Um, do you have a quote, an idiom, or an expression related to this topic or one that you just personally like that you want to share? Um... Butterflies in the stomach. Oh, that's a good one. Am I saying this right? Yeah, I have butterflies in my stomach. Or yes, I, have, yes. I have butterflies, you could say. And what does uh -huh. it mean? Um, it means, um, you're, uh, when you're saying this, you're, um, you're trying to tell people that you're not comfortable right now. Is it? Oh, is it right? Okay. Yeah. Well. Um. Yes. So to me, there are two different, I guess, if you have butterflies, like that kind of weird feeling where you don't, uh -huh. it can be good or bad, I guess. For me, butterflies are a positive thing, though. Yes, yes. Butterflies themselves are, are beautiful things. No, I mean, butterflies, the expression. 
(laughs) If I say, oh, I have butterflies in my stomach, it's like I feel like a good nervousness. Like if you have a crush on somebody or you like someone and then if I'm talking to them, I'm like, oh, I have butterflies in my stomach because like I like them. Okay, that's good to know. Um, I only know um, it's um, the meaning of um, the opposite meaning. Yeah. Okay. So when, when do you get butterflies? Um, when have you had this feeling? When I was about to give public speeches. Yeah. Good. Okay. So you have, um, I, yeah, you Am can I still using say, it correctly? you can still say butterflies though. That's fine. It's the same feeling. Um, or like maybe people say I have knots in my stomach. <laughs> it's like a I bad, a bad feeling. Like you're nervous. Oh. Same feeling though. But butterflies, that's a fun expression. I have butterflies in my stomach. And it's that fluttering, like a butterfly. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. When I was learning this this idiom, um, butterflies just came into my mind. And through yeah. me, um, uh, it's a picture and, oh, I got it. Butterflies yeah. in my stomach. Yeah. I can see it. Exactly. And public speaking yeah. is perfect to express what that would feel like, too. Like, oh, everybody, yeah. most people, I think, don't like <laughs> public uh-huh. speaking. Yeah. And where did you learn that? Was that when you were studying in the U.S. or how did you come across that one? Um, I think one of my uh friends in U.S. um told me about this. I was in a um tutoring group mm-hmm. where a lot of na- native speakers um teach international students to learn English. Oh, great. Okay. Yep, that's where you'll learn it. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Uh, well, Duen, thank you so much. This has been so great, not just to record the podcast, but to see you. And I am serious. I would love to have you back if you want to talk about friends or just any other topic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of course. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much. Yeah, you're welcome. Okay. All right, everyone. Thanks again for joining us for another episode of the English with Grace podcast. I hope you enjoyed this discussion. If you did like this episode, please go ahead and like and subscribe and keep an eye out for more episodes coming soon. Thank you.